Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. My name's Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Great chat to share with you today. John Capos is the man's name from Perfection Chocolates, aka Chocolate Johnny. He's got a great little backstory to how he's a third generation chocolatier. It's in the family and he's taken over the family business. But the thing I loved about this chat was John's passion, not only for the business, but just for life in general and the great insights that he shares. But the one thing that I think you'll really take home as a small business owner will be the will be the approach that John has taken to social media. Listen to some of these insights that he shares, and no matter what industry that you're in, I'm sure they can really help you. Let's get straight to John's story. You're going to love it. Welcome back. Another episode of Small Business Dads. Today, from Perfection Chocolates, also known as Chocolate Johnny. How are you, John? G'day, Daniel. Thanks, mate. G'day, everyone. How the bloody hell are we all? Nice. Well, mate, I'd love to hear about a little bit more about, uh, obviously, the chocolate business. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's a nice change compared to a normal bricks and mortar business or a service provider business. So I'm really keen to hear about that. But before we do, let's find a, a bit about your background, a bit more about you and your family and tell oh, us your story. I'll, I'll introduce you like I do on my live stream. And Daniel and I were just chatting before. I love live streaming. I love social media. I believe in it so much for, for small business. So I do this. I go, G'day, everyone. My name's John Capos, a.k.a. Chocolate Johnny. And through the power of social media live streaming, my bricks and mortar business, Perfection Chocolates in Sydney, Australia, established back in 1939, has become a global brand. We are now shipping all over the world. We get uh, customers coming in because they've seen or heard us or watched our team get on through social media. And uh, I'm the third generation. I'm very fortunate. I've been given the um, position now. I'm the CEO, which is the chocolate eating officer. So (laughs) I'm very blessed at the moment. (laughs) Well, you've got to sample the product, don't you? Yes, mate. Someone has to be the poor guy or girl sitting there tasting every product that we make. Quality control, isn't that what they call it? That's it, buddy. Too easy. Well, mate, yeah, give us a bit more about you. Like, how, obviously, you know, you're uh, being a third generation that's been in the family right from day dot. So you were probably steered in the direction. But tell us a bit more about you and uh, you know, maybe about how you grew up and the family and. Well, as I, I said before, I'm a third generation, um, third generation chocolatier in, in part of the same family. So we started, my great uncle and um, my parents started back in 1939. Um, and then my parents actually took over back in the 70s. Then I took over from them in the um, 80s, 90s and took it to a, to a whole different level. Uh, I was always, always in amongst the chocolate and sweets. Uh, I remember quickly getting ready to go play rugby at school and on a Saturday morning and my dad would be rushing me to the factory and I'd be you know cutting peanut brittle and nougat and stirring the pots with my brothers and then I'd be of course the good old days get on the bus and go to go to footy and go to rugby training and go to whatever I, I did and then rush back and help him pack everything away with mum we had a retail store. We have a retail store that's in the same location. Plus we have uh, a factory that we've had there for many years and we make everything there. So we make everything from scratch. Um, I think I was born and born to be in the, in the game. Uh, I love it. I mate, there's nothing more pleasing than seeing a customer walk in. I think that as a young man, 
watching my dad and my mum and my brothers and that have customers walk into the store and you know, not a big smile. And, you know, my dad taught me just treat everyone with respect, make them smile, give them the virus of happiness and, and they'll leave eating that chocolate with, they'll feel the passion and the, 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 the love that you have for that product. So I was very lucky. I was, you know, I studied as well and um, did a bit of corporate and then realized <laughs> I've got to be either the CEO of a company <laughs> or have my own company. So came back to my parents and said, hey, listen, I want to take it over. Let's go to the next level. And that's where we started doing exporting and very heavily into the social media, which um, the classic was, I said to my dad many years ago, I said, dad, I need $25,000. He went, what for? You're buying a house. I said, no, no, I'm buying a website. He said, what? <laughs> What's a website? I said, dad, it's the new thing. God, the poor guy, finally knew right now. He's been, he's passed away now 12 years, but I'll never forget. He's like $25,000 in his Greek accent. And he's, I'm going to buy you a house for that. What are you talking about? I said, dad, it's the new thing. We've got to get on YouTube. We've got to buy a website. What is this thing? Anyway, now my mother looks at it and thinks, oh, I love this. I can see everybody. Well, it's going all around the world now too. So it's making I, your money. So Well, that, that, that's the thing. Now my, my mother loves it when she gets a phone call from her brother in Greece. And he says, oh, Maria, I saw John and Eva and the boys. And I saw you making chocolate. I love it. I love it. So she's like, hmm, that's not bad. Nice. It, it's, uh, was there any pressure to follow in the family business? Or it's something that you were allowed, you know, allowed to... So obviously you worked there as a young fella, but once yeah, you went to uni and went your own uh, path. You know what? My parents, you know, obviously like all immigrants came to Australia many, many years ago with nothing and decided that they needed to work hard and build um, a foundation for us. There's three brothers. I've got an older one and the younger one. And um, they, they, oh, I was lucky, um, Daniel. My parents said I could do anything, be anything, create anything so um, there was no there was pressure definitely to get an education they always believed in that and so I made sure I did that um, whether I use it or not it's another question <laughs> I think I think it's great getting an education but there is so much more learning when you're out and about you know meeting people and networking and um, you know get, and we're fortunate enough now these these kids my kids are so lucky they get online and they could literally do a degree in anything just by watching YouTube um, so I think my dad was, and mum were happy when I said, you know, I want to take it to the next level. And they said, yeah, okay, fine. You know, let's do it. So no, I think there was no pressure, but they just wanted the best for all of us. I think that's nice that obviously that uh, there was no pressure because it means you were passionate about getting in. And you can tell just by listening to you now that there's definitely the passion there, um, which as you know, in any business, it's an essential part because otherwise it just becomes another job because you know, it would be easy some days just to wake up and get a paycheck and, you know, clock off at five or whenever the shop shuts, whenever work finishes, and then you still have to think about it again until the next day. But as a business owner, we know it's not like that. So you've got to have something a bit more. Yeah, 100%. You're so right. Um, when, when you're passionate about something, it definitely um, transforms into your product. And, and, you know, everyone listening, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bricks and mortar business. Uh, you know, it, it, it can also be a service industry. You know, if you're a, um, I don't know, 
I think Daniel was saying of personal training. You know, if you're a personal trainer and you've got that love and passion to make someone fit and healthy and strong, that'll come out and that person, it'll, it, it, it instinctively just rubs off into that person. And that person will definitely come back. And if you're a dog groomer and, and you absolutely love what you're doing, um, yeah, people want to, want to, people love it. I call it a virus of happiness and virus of positivity. You know, we're in this world of COVID virus. I mean, I'm in a world of virus of happiness and positivity. You know? Well, I think it's the best way to be because, you know, there's plenty of misery. All you got to do is turn on the news or whatever, if you want that. But I think you become what you surround yourself with. And if you're going to surround yourself with positiveness, then you're going to do a lot better. And I think, I think you're right. It does reflect across on your business, doesn't it? Like people want to do business with someone they enjoy and you don't want to go in somewhere if they're going to be a drag and always whinging about something all the time. And I just think what's too short for that. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, everyone comes in. We we start at six thirty in the morning. So my wife and I are open, um, and you'd be surprised how many of the tradies come in to buy a hot chocolate, a mocha, and chocolate for breakfast. And they'll go up the road, get their egg and bacon roll from a mate of mine. We support each other, so he makes the egg and bacon rolls. They come down and have their chocolate. But six thirty in the morning every day, twenty four hours, you know, twelve hours a day, seven days a week, and people come in and they say, oh, how are you going today? And I go, mate, I'm feeling unreal. My wife, she's unreal. We're all happy. How do you do it? I said, well, I don't know. I just, what's the other option? Mm-hmm. To sit there and for you to come in, you know, to see me miserable and whinging and moaning. I'm your counsellor. I say to them, I'm your counsellor. Your turn, you're, you're here to, to counsel so I can counsel you. You tell me how bad your day is and, you know, you're only here for a few minutes. I just talk to you and I'll give you, um, you know, a cup of pleasure and off you go. So hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. And they just keep coming back and keep coming back. And, you know, 6.30 in the morning and 7, that's the last thing you want to do is like, and you know what, Daniel, we all have crap days. We all have crap mornings. You know, it's understandable and and the customer will understand so guys if you're having a bad day the customer does understand you know all you've got to be is honest how you feeling yeah i'm feeling great great but you know i've had a bit of problems you know this that the other not too much don't no you don't bring the negativity too much just a little bit they understand they go oh wow you know daniel's had a really bad day oh yep mate how can i help you you know you've been there for me five days a week, making me my coffee, my chocolate, my burger, my, you've been training me, you've been cutting my hair. How can I help you now? That's the way it works. You build that, you build that um, relationship first and then comes the trust. And all of a sudden, you know, this person's now, all you need is just about one time and you'll be fine the next day. You'll be like firing on all pistons. Well, it shows you've got a human side as well, doesn't it? You know, not everyone is a hundred percent on all the time, but, as long as it doesn't become the main focus, otherwise they're going to, you start to be a drag to be around. And then, <laughs> but so like you obviously you're under the pump with the shop and how do you unwind? How do you get away from it all? How do I get away from it all? Um, I don't know. I, I love social media. So, you know, I love my wife and I have it photographers. I've been a photographer for, you know, 30, 40, 30 years. I always love the film um, I love video and with technology now, I, I, I've got my drone, I've got my camera, I've got my GoPro, I've got my 360 camera, 
my wife picks up her camera and we just every couple of mornings a week we just go out to the water we live close by the beach and we'll go and take some photos and i'll fly the drone and you know we'll come back and edit it and just keep it for ourselves so i've got that we will unwind that way um i'm really lucky i i've got the best partner wife best friend in the world so we love being together and we have our netflix and chill nights where we'll <laughs> we'll do like netflix roulette okay which one should we pick and something will come up and we'll sit relax and watch that um got some three beautiful children so we'll spend time with them i don't know i just um i don't know yeah you just we just chill mate we just let the we world go right. by and take it easy and I build Lego. I mean, people are like, you're 55 and you're what? I said, yeah, I build Lego. Um, we love reality. That's one thing that people think is weird. My wife and I love reality shows. So we're massive Survivor fans, you know, Big Brother, all this. It was some, and people go, well, how can you watch it? It's, you know what? We lie on the couch together with the kids. We watch it. We laugh and then go to bed. Especially and, stuff like Lego Masters. I'll get into that with my daughter. She loves that. And they love the, you know, just stuff the, like that and the voice and all that sort of stuff. That uh, Yeah, we're watching the voice and we're yeah. like chanting and, yeah, yeah, go, go, we love this. So, you know, that's our know sort of... know it all and know more than the experts do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we love Gogglebox because I'm like, my boys wanted me to apply for Gogglebox. There was a vacancy and I went, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> There's one thing, um, you know, I was taught as a young man, you know, um, our, my, our, my mouth at home is very bad, but in, in um, real life when I'm talking about, because I'm a keynote speaker as well and, uh, and I do a lot of stuff online, uh, you'll never hear me swearing because it's just not the way it is. But at home, oh my God, it's just terrible. So, I think my I'm kids learn a few new words during the homeschooling period as well. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, good old homeschooling, eh? God. Yeah, it makes you realise you're not a teacher, that's for sure. And I guess you would appreciate teaching it does, and, being, it does. and school. Thank God they created school. So a conspiracy theorist might argue that this whole COVID thing was, uh, you know, was, uh, was organised by teachers for a bit more appreciation around the world. <laughs> That's a beauty. I love that one. So you put your tinfoil hat on with that theory. But uh, so let's get back to the business side of things now. We can, uh, we can joke about reality TV and conspiracy theories all day, but... Now, I love your approach and obviously your parents saw something when they did let you take over and you wanted to, you know, get the website happening and, and then obviously down the track when social media became a thing and you put that as a focus, how has that helped your business? Mate, that's helped our business dramatically. Um, and guys, if you're listening out there and you're a small business or a service industry, please, 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 please get involved in social media. And, and I'm not telling you, um, see, I'm a, I'm a practitioner. I practice what I preach. I've done it all. I'm on every platform. And remember, not everyone can do that because then you're going to say, I don't have time to do it. You have enough time to pick one or two and really go for it. So social media has really um, brought the passion back into my business, which is really important, uh, has given me financial gain it's also made my um my other persona that daniel and i were talking about chocolate johnny become a global brand as well so i've got perfection chocolates plus i've got myself john cape was chocolate johnny as a global brand that's now 
speaking, keynote speaking, coaching and mentoring small business owners, um, young entrepreneurs. And I definitely um, would 100% um, support and help anyone if they're thinking that they can um, doubt, if they doubt that, that they, they, they don't need social media, I, I'm more than happy to help you and convince you. It's worked well for me. You know, we're on Twitter, we're on Snapchat, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. And at the moment, if you're listening and thinking, oh, I can't do it, firstly, you need a website. So make sure you've got a great website. Second, you definitely need your Facebook page. And third, you can either pick the one of these two, Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. We were talking before about interesting story about TikTok. Now, a lot of people will just think, will brush it off and think it's some stupid thing your kids like to waste time on. But it's, you know, it's the old man yelling at a cloud type of thing, I think, because the way so I've listened to people that are way smarter than me in the past, and they will tell you, if you look at any sort of social media thing, it started off as Facebook. And then, you know, with the young kids got off Facebook because all their parents got on it and they went to Instagram and then all their parents got on that. So they went off to TikTok. And then so it's, so as everything gets more popular, the age and the demographics of the audience changes. So how has uh, your experience been with TikTok? I know it's a bit of a, a loaded question because we were talking about it before, but if you can share with the listeners. TikTok's been, um, at the moment, one of the most... Okay, let's compare it to Instagram. Forget Facebook, forget your website. Let's compare it to Instagram. And I am a love Instagram and I love Snapchat. So let's do Instagram because most of the people will go, oh, you've got to have an Instagram account. Yes, I agree. You must build an Instagram account for your small business. And if people are now saying, oh, but you've got chocolates and duh, don't worry about it. Whether you've got chocolates or a personal trainer, a hairdresser, a baker, a pizza bar, you've got to build some social media presence. Don't be afraid because there's someone out there. So here it is. Build it. Someone's going to watch you. Someone's going to listen. You have a story and we all need to hear it. So go tell your story on some platform. But let's compare Instagram to TikTok. TikTok, I have got Chocolate Johnny, of course. Instagram, I've got Chocolate Johnny. Let's go to the small business. Perfection chocks on TikTok and perfection chocolates on Instagram. I've had the Instagram account for perfection chocolates, I think six years now, maybe from day dot. In, uh, on TikTok, I started this year. I have now the same amount of followers on each platform. I was at one point on TikTok at 300 followers. We put out a, we started a trend called naming chocolate. And we had some jokes with the staff or my team were mucking around doing funny things with chocolate. We went from 300 people on Thursday to the neck to Sunday at nearly three and a half thousand followers. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And I know it's just crazy. One and of it them, didn't cost you a cent. It didn't cost me a cent. One of them was a 400,000 views. I've had a hundred thousand likes. Um, I'm constantly getting messages. Where can I buy your product? And then, of course, we go into the live aspect and I'll, go, I'll get back to that in a little while. So <clears throat> Instagram, it, it's, it, it's curated stuff. It's beautiful stuff and not everyone sees it. 
yes, one of my videos did get half a million views, but I haven't done anything with that, with that at all. And yes, I have sold, but while people were watching me do my name in chocolate, in other words, I would go, hey, Daniel, let me write your name in chocolate and be a TikTok. And um, we had one kid, uh, you know, his name was um, Sasha. His name, he says, oh my God, I love what you do. Can I buy your chocolate? And I'm like, and this kid must be like 18, 19. Well, he obviously had some money or he asked his parents and bought a $69 gift box. And I thought, oh, okay. So everyone's telling me don't get on TikTok because all these kids don't do anything. Well, hang on a moment. I just had an 18 year old buy something. Yeah. He's got 35,000 followers. Guess what happened? <laughs> we exactly. got an influx of followers. Exactly. All of a sudden, those people love, oh, wow, you bought some chocolate. I sent him the chocolate straight away, put a little note, or we always do a little handwritten note. And this is the little bit extra that you can do on TikTok or, or anything. I wrote a little note, Sasha, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Here's a little extra gift that I made a TikTok chocolate bar. He freaked out and put it on. We got another few hundred followers. There you go. But apart from that, we got another person who bought 10 of those gift packs. So you heard me say $69. I'll let you do the math. Yep. Yeah. And it kept on rolling on. So we, they kept on coming to our website. Yes. The other thing too, I have what we call a call to action, a CTA. I don't sell on any of my platforms. I don't sell. I'll repeat myself. I don't sell. I let the product, what I say, my team, my I let that do the selling. When you come and see my stuff, I don't sell because people are like, oh my God, I love these guys. It's like Daniel. If Daniel was training someone, Daniel wouldn't go, oh, now join me at 49.95. No, Daniel goes, Daniel says, here, train this, do this, let her, look at the results. Doesn't sell. But everyone then looks at him and goes, oh my God, look what he's done. Wow, look at the way Susan's cut her hair. Look at the way Eva's organized this home. I love it. How can I... Just keep feeding the people and the people will come. And uh, yeah, I love it. The results have been phenomenal. I reckon we'll go to 10,000 followers. I reckon we'll make a lot more money. And um, yeah, I just, I just love it. I think it's going to stay TikTok because it's, uh, you know, 800 million people are active on it every month. Mm. There's a billion or a hundred, there's a, a close to a billion, I think a thousand million in, on Instagram. So it's not that far behind. And, you know, people say, oh, but only these kids are doing stuff. Can I tell you something? You go on TikTok and type in what you do and look for a search on the hashtag. So if you're a hairdresser, if you're a nail artist, if you are a baker, if you are a um, boot maker, if you're a cafe, if you're a personal trainer, type in the hashtag, hashtag personal trainer, hashtag chocolate. You will see so many people on there doing serious stuff teaching how to how to make chocolate, teaching how to be a trainer, teaching how to play basketball, teaching about having a better marriage, being a better car, you know, what's it like to have a good chiropractor, et cetera, et cetera. It's interesting. I've only been dabbling in it for the last couple of months, but it's not the it's not just the kids. There's a lot so I think it's starting to skew a lot older that market. Uh, yeah, you know, it's all the videos that you know that I come across that it's well I guess it's all targeted to your age bracket as well. But um 
yeah, it's not just all kids doing silly things, but I think, and also to the other thing with kids, they control a lot of the spending power in a household as well. Cause you know, mum, I want this. Yeah. mate, that's what people don't understand in my keynotes. I say to the people, listen, they're watching you. You're building a relationship with them. Maybe they can't buy today, but guess what? They'll get older. They will have money. They will remember Daniel or chocolate Johnny or Susan or Eva. And they will say, Oh my God, I love that guy. I love that girl. Oh, I've got some money now. Yes, I can buy their service. I can buy their product. And they do. They buy it because they are loyal at the beginning. You've then got the job of keeping them because there's so many of us out there. There's enough for everyone, but there's definitely um, so many of us out there and they will buy off you. I've, I've seen it. I've had kids come into the shop. Daniel. <laughs> I, I have set up a camera. So my, we've got, we bought a spare iPhone, we put a ring light, we put a little note, dear customer, you are more than welcome to do a TikTok in front of, on our account. Nice. Please note, tell your parents. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We had one stage, we had them queuing up to do a TikTok. Beauty. And people were saying, oh, that's terrible. Well, guess what? When you've got 25 kids in your store and someone walks past, what happens to you? You think going on in here yeah oh, this shop's busy i yep. might go in and have a look oh they're doing that as they turn around and uh, daniel can see the chocolates oh, you can't see it in my face but you can see the chocolates. oh wow they make pizza chocolate oh they, yeah, make they look impressive you know yeah. nice little golf set there uh, little yeah. golf set. Oh, wow, hand controller look, look at that a little pee, you know a little yeah. teddy bear and yeah. then, oh vienna almonds so we we it's it's a clickbait in a nice way well, it's smart. And obviously like something like chocolate is appealing to the eye and, and you probably might, and probably, I guess with all the, uh, the stuff that's happened lately, a lot of people use it as comfort food, um, as well. So you've got to benefit there, but you've still got to do the work. Mate, a hundred percent, even in the good times. So I did the ring light with the, with the, with the camera, um, at the beginning of last, no, of Dece November, December. So You've got to be constantly on a bit. There's people out there going, oh, small business owner, oh, why did I do this? Yes, it is hard. That's not bull to anyone. You know, you've got to, talk, you've got to, you've got to look at your, your accounts, your GST, your staff, your, your, your partner, your money. Have we got enough? Are we, you know, what are we doing? Is this, it's, yes, it's constant stress. But you know what? When you make your money, you pat yourself on the back and say, wow. It was really worth it. And you do, you, you can, you can do very, very well in the small business. There's 2.2 million of us around in, in Australia. There's 2.2 million small businesses around the world. We are the end, you know, I'm a big supporter of it. We are the engine of this country. We employ most people. Daniel, remember when we had to go shut down the whole of Australia? What happened? How many people lost their jobs? And where do they come from? No, they didn't come from BHP or they didn't come from these big companies or, uh, you know, they came from the cafes, the restaurants, the, per the gyms. My mate who owns a gym, my God, I felt sorry for him. He was about to go broke. My mate had a cafe with 500 people, 100 staff. They all went, gone, yeah. the restaurant next door. So we are the lifeblood of Australia and I am such a big advocate. Guys, please support us and other small business owners do it. Well, the one thing I like to, um, I saw a bit, you know, during the, you know, the whole lockdown stuff, I think obviously 
I think people like to support people that they like. And that's when it comes back to the storytelling and everything that you've gone before that if people build up a relationship with you, they want to support you. And like I noticed people wanting to support the local cafe and get more takeouts. And obviously you couldn't go and sit down and eat. So they're still hurting, but they're still, people want to do what they can because, because if you go, what's uh, there's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, I'm glad you said that, brought that up too, because I saw that all over Australia and it just made me proud being an Aussie that we all supported each other. And, um, you know, my be- one of my best mates, he lives in Melbourne and um, he was, you know, literally put into lockdown at home. He couldn't go into the office. So he's got his little cafe. He said every morning he would wake up, go for a walk, get a coffee, get his favorite sandwich it was in a little brown paper bag he'd go for a walk and sit down on the grass eat it and go back he knew he contributed and and you know if any of my customers are listening that's what i want to do is thank you guys and i want to thank everyone else um for supporting us small business owners because if it wasn't for you guys out there who would come to our shop or you know do a outdoor training session or get your hair cut you know, for half an hour, you know, go get a, um, a, a loaf of bread, you know, when the bakery opened first thing in the morning. You know, if you guys didn't support us, then we'd be in trouble. We would be yep, in trouble. Definitely, big time. And I think, yeah, I think people look for an escape as well. Like for you, like your business would be views an escape for someone. They can get a bit of chocolate and, you know, maybe it's a gift for someone to make them feel good or maybe it's just for themselves to enjoy a little bit of moment for a bit of uh, you know, get away from me, uh, from my business. It's an escape from, you know, from time with the kids and from work and the stresses and all that and the feel good factor after it. So there's always an escape factor, I think. Um, but I think the more people support, I think we're all going to help each other. And as, like you said, it's the Aussie way. It makes you proud. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think our Prime Minister said it really well by saying, come on, guys, I know we're in lockdown, but make sure we support each other. Go and, and you know, there's people who are still employed. I mean, mate, Daniel, we had to close the factory down. It was the most heart-wrenching day of my life. Yeah. I mean, it, it still, um, it, it's emotional because... Yeah, we were in business for 80 years and I've got staff. I've got people there who've been with us for 20 years. And I've had to tell them all our wholesale, all our export, all our corporate, everything has dried up. Mm. And, and please be patient with me. I will help you as much as I can. And, you know, I rallied around and I rang the banks and I rang the government. I said, how can I keep these people on? How can I keep going? So, yeah, it's hard. It was hard, but... Yeah, I think we're coming, like you said, I think we're out of the woods in in New South Wales. I don't know about anywhere else. Yeah, I think we're doing great and hopefully things are starting to open up again for the warehouse side of things for you as well and you know, and give those people another opportunity to earn a dollar again. But um, so if we can sidetrack for a minute, let's go back to the family side of things. What would you say, you've obviously got three kids and what would you say your biggest tip is that you like to pass on to someone as a dad not in telling someone what to do, but just giving someone maybe another insight and uh, something they might be able to take home. Uh, the one thing that Eva and I definitely do with our kids is the big C word, communicate. Um, the, my, my, my three kids, two, I've got two boys and a girl, they all know that Eva is their mother 
and that John is their father first. Second, we are their best friend too. But firstly, we are their parents. And we have said to them, we would rather hear the bad news straight away than a week later. And we've also said to them, you can tell us anything. What I've taught um, the children is to trust us, trust the process, trust us as parents, and we will trust you. Yeah, you know what? We're, 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 we're going to make mistakes. We're constantly learning. Um, and you're a parent too, Daniel. You know that every day is a challenge. Well, we're learning. Some and days are day. easier than others, and other yeah. days it drives you to the chocolate or to the drink. <laughs> it's hundred percent, mate. But you know, trust the process. Instinctively, as parents, we deep deep down we know. And I've always believed, you know, people are going to no, you're you're in your positivity. Well, <laughs> positivity is the thing for me. We believe. I tell my kids they can do anything, be anything, achieve anything. I don't care what they want to do. If they want to, they want to climb Mount Everest, you can do it. Easy. I'll help you. We'll be there. We'll support you. You just got to work at it. I love empowering my kids. And, you know, when they stuff up, I definitely don't give them a gold medal. I just tell them you're shit. Sorry. Nice. (laughs) You were, okay. You had a bad game of rugby, mate. All right, what are we going to do to make sure you don't have it again? You didn't do well in your maths exam. What did you do wrong? How can we fix it? Great, it happened. Let's move on. Self-awareness and 100%, I need to give my kids self-confidence. I always tell parents, give those kids the self-confidence. You know, we're not, and I tell my boys and my daughter, we're not your enemy. We're actually your ally and we're we're here to support you. I, you know, if something goes wrong, this is what I said to them once. You've got 1,500 followers on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It's three o'clock in the morning and something happens bad. I want three people that you will pick to call. Out of all those friends that you have on your phone and all those people that you know, and all, there's three people that you're only allowed to call. Who are they? They all of them thought, thought, thought. First one, they all said, mum or dad. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Mum or dad. Three o'clock in the morning, I'm in the car driving to wherever to either help you, pick you up or be there for you. And yes, I understand there are some parents and I would love to talk to these parents who don't do this, but... Guys, oh, don't get me going, mate, because I'm really, because I'm fa- very family oriented. I love my family. I love my kids. I love my wife and I love the family unit. And you know what? We all stuff up. I've made mistakes, Daniel. Oh, we all do. Yeah, of course. Mate, we all have. I, and you know what? I've said to the boys and my daughter, if you make a mistake, if you effort up, I want you to be held accountable and take responsibility. The moment you say, hey, I'm responsible for this, we are moving forward, bro. Yep. We are moving forward. And then we can do a TikTok about it and I can embarrass the crap out of it. <laughs> well, that's what a <laughs> job like, is, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's why I do TikTok, because I actually love embarrassing them. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just COVID's brought us closer. 
it, isn't that funny? You know, we, even though we're not home all the time, my son, my eldest son, he's deferred from uni. My older, my daughter's the eldest, and she's married. And but my eldest son um, deferred from uni, tra- wanting to travel the world. Well, that didn't happen, did it? Nah. But he's so he says every day, literally to his mother, oh, "I'm so lucky. I've got my I'm work with my dad, and I've got a job. My mates don't have a job. Yeah. So uh, I don't need to hear it from him, but I do tell him I'm proud of him every day. Give him a hug." You know, we muck around, we beat each other up. I mean, he hurts me more. My other son's six foot four. He's like a monster. And I'm I'm a big bloke too. I'm six two. I'm like 100 kilos. This kid's like a monster. I don't fight him anymore. No, you know, you pick your battles. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a cheat. He, he hates me. He goes, you're such a cheat. You hit me when you were running away. I said, yes. <laughs> and I'm going to run fast. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's that's that's what we do, mate. If that helps anyone, I'm I'm really happy. That you know the same old thing like you, what you're doing here. If you help one person or save one, I don't know whether we're saving the lives, but if we help one person out there right now listening to your show, we've made it. Well, it's just getting the whole point of this is just a bit of storytelling. Really, we like to find out. You know, no one wants to hear. You get sick of going to all those network meetings everyone's been to, and no one cares. Everyone just wants to talk about himself and where if we can have a conversation and just it's like you and me sitting down over a hot chocolate having a, you know, or having a beer or, <laughs> you know, just telling, just find out about each other. And then as a result, somehow the business gets weaved into that conversation as well, but you come across as a human first. Oh, 100%. People want to do business with someone that's, you know, that's relatable and that, and that they like. Yeah, that's so true. People, um, you know, I've said it before, yeah, it's all about building a relationship first in anything you do. Um, and then fortunately, you hopefully have built enough trust and then watch your business grow. Just, Beauty. Uh, Mate, there's one question I love to ask before I like to wrap up. And if you could go back any stage and tell your younger self something, what would yeah. that be? Any stage of your life? You may not have anything. Some people think, no, nah, look, I'm happy with the way it's run, but other people... I'd like to go back to a point in time. I'm I'm blessed. Uh, um, yeah, I love where I am at the moment. But I I looked at that because you sent me this 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 question and I thought it over and well, what is it? I think I wish I listened to my gut instinct more. I believe that the human body has this amazing thing called gut instinct, intuition. We all have it. We all get that tap on the shoulder or the brick on the head or something. And I would definitely um, go back and use my gut instinct. Oh, sorry, I'm just going to cough. Hang on. Thank God for the mute button. Um, I would definitely go back and do uh, my gut instinct more. Um, I'd, typical ethnic, I'd go, I'd buy more property. <laughs> Well, I think we all would. If I, if I know what I know now, I would. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like I wouldn't have spent a stupid amount of money on an engagement ring yeah. and, a, and a wedding just quietly. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, damn, I should have bought the one next door too. I could have. Oh, yeah. damn, I should have bought that one. And yeah. So if if um, if you're a young entrepreneur out there listening to this to Daniel's show, um, honestly, guys, just and you're thinking of buying a property, have a look at it. Definitely buy something. Um, whether it's small or big, definitely start buying it. And because realistically, apart from property, you can never, the ground is always there, but the material things are just things. Yep. 
material things are just things. And when you do become wealthy, share your wealth. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, I, I, you know, I've made a couple of mistakes, but apart from that, my gut instinct, I, I definitely 100%, if I get that little, uh, you know, that, yeah, I think I, cause I can see you and I know you're smiling when, when I was saying about that gut, you know, I can see you shaking your head. And yeah. I think everyone who's listening to this now is saying the same thing. They go, yeah, that gut instinct. Well, but start believing it. It just knows. Because, yeah. It, no, that, that bloody human nature. It's, uh, the human body's amazing, isn't it? An experience, you know, like there's things that you, that you wouldn't have been able to tell yourself, but now that when the gut does say something, especially when you've been around in your business for a while, you do have to listen because the times when you don't, it always catches you out. Yeah, and I, I granted, yes, experience, but having you see, we deal with a lot of kids in the in the store. We have a massive amount of kids, but haven't you seen when I don't know how old your kids are, but haven't you seen when the kids and I saw this with my children when they were younger, when they were met someone. How did they know at the age of four, five, or six to hide or cow behind mm. you? And that person didn't say a word. What is it? What was that energy? What was that? What was that aura? That thing that that person gave away? How did that child gut instinct instinctively say, "Hey, Dad, Mum, I don't like this person," and they cowered behind you? Whereas then sometimes they would go, "Oh, yeah, hi," blah blah blah. So, I think. I think you're right with a bit of experience. We won't stuff it up next time. Well, it's uh, unfortunately we can't go hit and send hit rewind, but we can definitely learn. Mate, um, I love the chat. I've been really, really enjoyed hearing about you, about your story, about the chocolate shop, but also too, just about the social media side of things and what you're doing with that these days. Is there something, so obviously you're in Sydney and um, if, um, if you want to tell everyone where they can find you and maybe the social media stuff, if you want to plug that as well, but yeah. Yeah, it's all, um, I'm, if you type in Chocolate Johnny you know, on Google, I come up to mostly everything. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. Perfectionchocolates.com.au uh, is our website. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, and all the other platforms. I'm on LinkedIn under John Cape, so you can always connect with me there. If you need anything, um, you know, just reach out to me, guys. Uh, I would, I'm more than happy if you just mentioned that you heard me on Daniel's show. We'll do a little Instagram or a TikTok and give him a plug for his show as well so we can help and support each other. But, um, yeah, I'm mostly on all social media platforms. And I'm more than happy to talk to anyone. If you've got a question, mate, go for it. Awesome. Well, mate, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you for that, John. And definitely we'll put the link in the show notes as well and on the website for small business dads. But definitely uh, the beauty is you don't have to just be in Sydney because you can buy stuff online. Um, so yeah, you're you in Rose Bay, I believe that's for, for the we're, shop. We're in, we're in Rose Bay. We're in Sydney. Oh, let, me, let me do this one for you, mate. It's my pleasure to offer any listener who comes to the store. It is Daniel Shout. And I'll put it on my account. <laughs> In other words, I'm shouting Daniel to shout a listener a free hot chocolate. So all Beauty. you need to do is if you're if you're listening to this, and I don't care if you come in a year later and say, "Hey, I listened to the podcast you're on with Daniel and uh, Small Business Dads." I, um, you know, you mentioned the hot chocolate. It's my shout, nice. and I'd love you to try it. As long as you promote both Daniel and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to help each other out. Yeah, let's you? help That's each the, other. But yeah, I'd love to do that. Network. And mate, 
in the office for you as well. I'd let, you know, you get down here, bring the kids along. Let's, uh, let's uh, eat some chocolate. And well, mate, I've got a chocolate. six-year-old and a two-year-old. You show them Perfect. a chocolate shop. They, uh, <laughs> they would do a way to corrupt them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Well, John, thank you for your time, mate. I've loved the chat and all the best for the business and for the social media stuff as well that you're doing with all the keynote speaking and everything as well. And hopefully someone can benefit from what we've shared today. Thanks, mate. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. Beauty. All right. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that chat with John as much as I did and were able to take out some great little points. Go back and listen again if you need to. But some of those tips there, especially the social media ones, I think are really, really relevant in today's day and age, especially now coming on the back end of all the lockdown restrictions and everything like that. And if your business is saying to get back on track, this is how we're going to build that relationship with your customers and through your prospects is through storytelling and through social media. Let them see the real you. So go back again, have a listen, share this episode too. And also too, I encourage you to go back into our back catalog, have a listen if you're a new listener. Find something. Don't worry about what industry someone's in because some of the tips they're going to share, like with John today, you wouldn't think a chocolate shop will be able to have some of those great insights, but it just goes to show the insights that these dads and small business owners are going to share can help you no matter what industry you're in or what industry they're in as well. And I also want to say thank you to all those who have been sharing the show. Please share it on your social media channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you're on, tag me in it if you're there. And I love to hear stories about people sharing and spreading the word about other small business dads. And also, too, if you do know a small business dad or you may be one yourself who wants to come on and share your story, tell me about you, about your business, and, of course, your family as well. Send me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com. I'd love to have a chat. And until next week, Daniel Monday, over and out.